The Change in Eating Habits and the New Opportunities for Marketers in the Food Business. This is the topic of our show today. This is Brand Igniter, helping brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. Here is your host, Peter Rodriguez. I am Peter Rodriguez, a charter marketer and CMO of Brand Igniter Inc. I welcome you to our podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope you find value in our content. Brand Tips brings knowledge and advice for brand management based on the real life marketing and business experience that marketers and business leaders find valuable. Today, Mike Farrell and I are talking about marketing in a time of increasing food choices. Mike is one of North America's true thought leaders on contemporary trends and value studies and an award-winning researcher, strategist, and an original founder of the visionary Youth Insight Shop Youthography. Mike is the president of Aurel Insight. So let's get started. What are the trends that are affecting our eating habits today? I was just reading the uh, news this week about uh, the results on Beyond Meat. I don't know. If, uh, it, it was big news because the um, the decline was massive. And I, you would say, well, when in a time when people want to eat better, when they're making better choices, when there is this explosion of alternatives that are so well created in order to provide those options to eat better and feel better and be healthier, do you see results like that? And I thought that we as marketers, I mean, what that is a puzzling um situation because uh and you know the, the the latest news is that they now have kim kardashian i think on board in order to be their chef or their uh for beyond meat for beyond meat and so i don't know where and i think it is based around taste so uh convincing people that this tastes good so i wonder if um if the whole north star has disappeared on 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 beyond meat um so, so yeah, so the results yeah, went, please. it's not that surprising, I think. I mean, uh, the interest went whoop because it was the first one to market and, and, and people tried it, et cetera. And then I think things are settling down now. And, and I think, I know you have some ideas on the branding of that, but I'll, you know, something I'm jamming on, on this was, um, the buzz on the actual product was, yeah, it sort of tastes like meat, but really when you get down to healthfulness it's not that healthy right high caloric value it's sort of uh, it's been sort of um, super processed right um and and so you know i don't know i don't know how healthy it was and ends up being so i think right there so so the brand benefit was really like what you called it like it's an attribute right it's not meat and and then and then yeah. everything else is like and so you can cook it like meat great so burgers might do well or whatever but i think i think um it, they missed something there in terms of like how it's going to like they're, they're just going for a heart thing it's it's so it's a larger cause so why are you not eating meat oh because of deforestation climate change all these things but that's a lot to ask for from 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 a small cake and uh you know it speaks to the future but is that a really exciting future i think as people start eating it etc you know they're trying it and, and it's in a lot of stores. Fast food franchises will be interesting to see. Are they the next ones that are going to run? Because 
because Beyond Meat had had all these leverage across a number of different fast food or fast service or quick service or family friendly, whatever chains and um, like KFC and um, uh, A&W are just a couple examples. And so we'll have to see where that goes. But I think they're missing something there and they probably didn't plan. And, and really, I think as a culture, you know, we we're omnivorous really, you know, and it's great to be vegan and great to be that, but there's benefits all over those, right? You know, uh, well, this is like super processed and I don't know if we really want to be super processed these days. I think we want to get actually back to super, super natural really, you know, which means like yeah. maybe grow your own damn food, you know, yeah. and make your own portobello mushrooms or something. And that could be your, your piece. I, I would also add that, that these are tenuous times very hard times right now for the past number of years like we're in 1938 for forever it feels like and so what we need to do is we want touchstones that we can count on things that are real things that are simple and really at the end of the day i don't know a box and something that doesn't really have anything other than uh, uh, uh like look at the brand it's it's um it, it's just an attribute so we can talk about from a brand perspective, but that's my cultural perspective. Tell me what you think about in terms of the brand perspective. Well, you know, I think you hit the nail in the head, um, Mike, because it's a cultural thing. People, <laughs> people make decisions based on what they believe. That's really, it, it, culture influences that. I, the It's beliefs about them and it's beliefs about what they uh, put in their bodies, for example. But it's not really the thing. It's about the belief. And for example, I, um, everything you described is coming from a problem of talking about attributes. The more you say, well, this is not meat. Well, then what is it? Then you immediately point people towards looking at what's in it. And then you go to the left side of the brain right away. So, oh, so, oh. Ah, and this has all of this calorie content. It has all of this fat. It has all. So, that's not the discussion you want to have. You know, I'm going to use an example that um, may be a little extreme, but it is so true. Like, just imagine trying to convince someone based on attributes to use this thing. It's a dark beverage that you replace water with, and that you have any time and you try to tell them it's refreshing. If you had told them that, I wonder how many people would drink Coke today? You were going with Coke, yeah. Because it, it sounds like mud the way you described it. Well, because it is, a, the way you talk about attributes, that, that's, that's, that would be a way that if you, share, if you share it with someone who has never seen a Coke, that's probably what we would say, right? But if you say, well, this is a way to open up happiness, this is a way to unite the world. Mm -hmm. And then everybody is having one. And you look at all these beautiful young people sharing one on top of a mountain and singing, I'd like the world to be united. That is exciting. And then the product becomes a reason to believe. I, I, I love Coke and I drink, I've drunk like so many gallons of Coke in my life that I can, don't even want to say because I love the brand. And I think that it, 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 I'm going to bring that example that it might be extreme to a world of um, nutrition, like the world of Beyond Meat. I mean, why, uh, why would you tell people about the attributes so that they can continue to focus on the attributes? 
it's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending. It's a no. It's 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 a. You cannot win that battle because eventually it's going to go to the logic of people. Now, eventually, you know, it, with old products like even with the cigarette business, like in the 1950s, I mean, doctors were recommending brands of cigarettes. Why? Because that was the cultural, um, culturally accepted believe that you know it was okay and it was like part of um, adult life to have a cigarette but where did that exist did that exist in product no that existed in our heads that's the only place where it exists so if you can do that with those kinds of products i mean you can certainly do it with something that we ingest and in so, this uh, yeah go ahead no i was just wondering like the question i had before i forgot because i i need another coffee would be um yeah, so we understand why it's it, it's not performing as well right now. And I think it comes down to brand. And I love your focus on the left brain. That's really great. Um, what 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 do you think the future would be for non-meat product, meat alternative products? Um, what, what suggestions might you offer to them then in terms of uh, branding? Well, you know, not I, the formula. I, I, I don't think I would be... Uh, I, would, I couldn't go to a formula indeed. I could say that the the path to create value in the consumer's mind starts with the consumer. So what are the real need states that they want? So <clears throat> just going back to the example of Coke, like when Diet Coke launched, launched it was one of the most successful marketing uh, plays. Now, if you go to that space where the need state is, I want to feel like I did something for me today, that's a perfect space to sell Diet Coke because I may have look, the most calorie loaded thing, like, I don't know, a burger or whatever. But if I have Diet Coke, I already feel better because I already did something for me. So, but that's the lead state. That's what I believe. So I would be very, very, um, I would invest my time, my research, my insights uh, budget to find that need state so that people, when they think about whatever brand it is, in this case, we're talking about Beyond Meat, but it could be any better for you food out there. When they think about that, they think about that benefit. I already feel better. I feel great. And then stop all this conversation about, oh, it really tastes great. I mean, it's just pushing, pushing, because then you make me wonder, oh, does it really taste right? Does it really taste like, a like, like beef? That's not the point. I think that that is the trick that is the tricky situation like when when what i would say to anyone in that business is that inward thinking inward focused thinking is very dangerous you start talking about oh this is a great idea to make it taste just like beef oh yeah that's an amazing idea and you know that if you mix this and this and this it could taste like and then all of the conversations inside of an organization become that and then you find yourself trying to sell that to people instead of going to the need state that people are craving it's a state of mind that they want to feel so can we satisfy that with whatever we make i mean it doesn't really matter what we make you remember um, <clears throat> I think it was Charles Revson, the uh, founder of Revlon, the brand. Do you remember? I, I remember a quote I heard in my MBA program from a business case from them. It was something like this. It was said, 
he used to say something like, um, in the factory, we make cosmetics, but in the store, we sell hope. Yeah. And it was all about hope. So he understood this dynamic perfectly. It could be lipsticks or it could be whatever. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know the range of products, but the value that they were building in the consumer's mind is getting to that satisfaction of hope of whatever people wanted to feel. That is the key. So how do you bring that to the world of healthier food? Well, like you said, Health? Yeah, no, it's a need right. state. Yeah, I think you're right. And it needs to be something that's that's different than just I want to be healthy because everyone wants that. So, yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's a hard thing. And one comment I'll make here, too, is as you're talking, I was thinking going back to just healthy food. And and it's funny that all it, it felt like, yeah, you, you heard more with Beyond Meat about you, you saw the lab. You know, you saw the petri dish. You saw and, and, and then you saw, you know, and then you thought, thought of a factory, all those things made people want to try it anyway uh, because they invested tons in PR tons and uh, and and uh, great partnerships but I don't know I, th I think that's it and, and it ends up being what they've done they've made that rookie health food mistake because you see that you remember the old days of health food stores and and the products might have been good might have been bad some of them tasted like cardboard and sure they need better formulas but they all had this this sort of similar tone to it which was like attribute 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 and and you know uh, it didn't ever speak it was always sort of just um very straightforward branding uh, usually you know like a sunshine or something and then it would be like quinoa loaf mm -hmm. or you know seeded bread product or something like that and i think that's where these guys are gone and, yeah. and they've missed the boat on that. So, I mean, uh, maybe they can reformulate it, who knows, or rebrand re, re, re it, but we'll see. Um, obviously, there's a lot of investment in that, and, uh, you know, we wish them well, but it is, it has been a fundamental branding piece. And I'm so happy that you brought that up. I agree with you 100%. And they're yeah. huge, and they made that rookie old health food mistake. And exactly. uh, in this marketplace, anyway. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's another discussion whether or not we, we, we need that, but really what, what what's happening right now is I think everything you said. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'd love to, you know, continue like on the on the cultural side, which is the big fuel for this. Like, what would you, as, as an expert in the cultural dynamics that make people buy, what do you think would be an angle to, to explore? Well, I... I'll maybe get to that really quickly, but, but, but let's see, but, but I mean, this, you know, the major generation that this would be focused on or, or the major generation that's driving changes is, is, is uh, Gen Z and millennial culture. Um, both of them are very tied to things that are real. Why? Because a lot of them are, you know, uh, in exploding urban metropolises. We talked about this before living in, in small areas, and they want to get out and experience things that are real. Um, and Beyond Meat's not real, right? So I think I think I don't think that trend is going away. I think um, a focus on simpler foods, um, more naturally grown foods, um, uh, is, is is going to last a lot longer. So if you want to get down into beef, I think you know the area would be um, local local beef. 
um, not, you know, as, as, as far away from the factory as it could be. Um, and I, so I don't think, so then the next wave and that might be like, let's talk about hamburgers. It would be like, you know, that are good for you that are grown on, you know, uh, I don't, um, it's all the things that you find in the small stores. It's, it's by the, the farmer, you know, 50 within 50 kilometers from me who has a small herd and, you know, uh, it's refined at this local abattoir and here's your, a little more expensive, but here's your really nice, beautiful tasting meat. And, and that, that might be an indulgence from time to time. That might suit the world better than, uh, the world of branding than uh, the world of that market anyway, better than say, here's this huge factory and now it's everywhere and it's frozen and KFC has it. I think all of that felt like it's the building blocks of a great brand, but it's like, in a way they, they just went to the, uh, the partners, the building blocks of promotion and mm -hmm. that that's not going to, that's not going to do it. You know, you're absolutely right. And you know what I, what I, when I see other brands out there, they are, it's, um, I think it is a common thing that to go and pursue the attribute route. There is like when you when you think about so many others, they're talking about well, this doesn't have this or this has better X and X. So, and I understand why because people need to 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 make it easy for people to understand. So manufacturers want to make it easy for people to understand. But I think it would be easier if they went to something that is culturally relevant. Then you mentioned uh, Gen Z. And you mentioned that they want, you know, simple, more authentic things. Could a brand say we're making, we're aligned with you in a simpler, more authentic life. And this is actually coming from Eris. Have a look. Yeah, there's brands out there right now doing a lot of that. So, so, you know, I would take cues from that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's st they're still, they're still going very quick into the attributes whereas if you go higher up in the benefit then i wonder if it would create that level of thinking beyond the logical because brands aren't about that they help you sh get to the shortcut it's a they're a shortcut to a brand to a benefit to a relative to a distinctive benefit for a great state of mind that I want to feel. That is the, they bypass all of that. So the, you, you, I think you pointed out really well. I mean, there are some brands whose promise is, yes, you're going back to nature, but immediately they go back and say, well, we are made with lentils and beans and we have better fats coming from whatever. And then obviously you're calling the, left side of the brain right away when they i think that the, the the actual benefit should be much more about that gen z aspirational way of life i want to feel this way and my eating enables me to do that so if i want to be as authentic as i can today i'm going to start with what i put in my body and this is going to be blah 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 you're right like for instance sorry go on no, no, I, it, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, maybe I'm just, um, you know, over explaining my, to myself what I'm thinking, 
But I, I believe that from a marketing perspective, from a brand creation perspective, <clears throat> that's a huge, that's a huge opportunity because the market is there. People have money to, to spend more on more premium priced products, on more premium priced brands. And um, there is really nothing that is beyond just the attributes. Anyway. No, that's good. And I was thinking the two directions you could go with this would be either like um, Beyond Meat would be, and I'll sort of finish with this, would be um, you can either go, I'm doing my part, right? You know, to be part of a solution and there's that, doing your part. and, and But then, uh, or, or I'm doing this for me. And ideally a brand will hit both of those, especially in this health food market, especially with the problem they're trying to solve, which was like, deforestation climate change etc so um yeah and and i that didn't come through really and and if they did i think they shied away from it they focused much more on formula and i don't think that's that's where to go so um for all you out there doing health food products and think of doing that listen listen to peter's idea you got to think about the need state first the consumer need state uh, well, how you're delivering on that and and it's it's a soulful thing it's not like a product benefit that's just a value proposition and you don't you don't really talk about that much as mr revlon said yeah that's wonderful well thank you mike i'm looking forward to digging deeper into the cultural aspect of this um as we um progress in the year so i'd love to hear your thoughts about gen c and all of the uh generational dynamics that open up so many business opportunities and um, you and I are working on this, on so many brands that um, uh, that we can ignite. The uh, I think that that is the culture is at the core of everything. Like if you understand what's the cultural, um, where gravity is going in the cultural space, then things become easier. Things become. We'll have uh, to. I agree. We'll have to think about one thing. We're going to have to talk about will be there's going to be a new functional attribute. It's going to be high on the level. It's a, it's about cost. Um, that's going to be, we're coming into inflation land, stagflation, whatever it's all. Uh, why not? Bring it on. We, we, we need it all. <laughs> yeah. These are so, like the dirty thirties, but that's something for us to discuss next time. So dirty 30s. Let's, yes. let's get into that. Let's get into that. Well, thank you for today. They, right uh, thank you, Peter. Please, uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you have a look and uh, reach out to Mike, um, you know, in uh, Mike at Mike Farrell. Uh, in uh, Ferrelli Insight, and um, yeah, we're we're here. So let us know if you like our topics, if you like what you're hearing, and what other thing would you you would like to hear from us um, as we discuss marketing and branding and cultural and insights uh, that make sense to drive business. So thank you, Mike. As Thanks always, everyone. take care, sir. And this was our episode for today. Thanks very much for joining us. I would like to remind you to look for more information in the description of this podcast or on your screen if you're watching this episode on YouTube. This is Peter Rodriguez. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Thank you. This was Brand Igniter. Subscribe and join us next time for more insights and stories that help brand leaders achieve exceptional business results. A podcast from Brand Igniter, Inc.